And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Round two. Andy still got the hoodie on. I swear to God, just close the window. Seriously. Just close the windows. <laughs> no, nah, it's like I live like right on the water. So I think that adds to like the I don't know if you can see. Not really. Like, kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like so you know, then like the morning moisture. I don't know the word. Like in the morning, big it's real brisk right here. It's kind of nice because I, I like to mix it up, and you know I like I like the hoodie, dude. I like to get cozy, yeah. see see breeze and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we when before we get cut off yesterday, when we were talking, you were talking to the Derek Henderson section, yeah. and yeah some of the clips in that were just psycho like the one the one at the start with the ledge transfer the second ledge was way higher than the first one and the 360 <laughs> top so he does down that rail that has got to be like the steepest scariest rail to do that trick down because if you miss you're just going to fly down the stairs on your chest yeah dude. i mean it was funny is that was the same day i think those tricks were maybe like 10 minutes apart maybe or 20 minutes apart of the, like you know from doing like yeah. it was just like him like yeah i'm gonna do this and in the middle of him doing the 360 top so there was this i guess there's this guy who just skates solo by himself like he's maybe like 50 and he has just like a pair of wreck like like wreck like inline skates and he's just out there just like getting speed by himself and then he he ran into like derek doing that trick and he was just like whoa He's like, you got a YouTube? And it was like kind of sick because he like, uh, I don't know. He also got the session a little hyped because he was like stoked because he was just some dude out skating on his own. And then all of a sudden he just sees like Derek lacing that. It was kind of random. And he just totally fanned out on Derek doing, yeah. <laughs> Chris Edwards stuntman tricks in the street. I can't believe <laughs> you didn't get any footage of that. That would have been, that would have been gold. True. I, I don't know what, what happened. Or I think maybe I kind of did, but... Just some random guy on Blades losing his shit over seeing another yeah, random he, guy on Blades. I think he was behind me. Ah, that, yeah, okay. that, that was the issue, yeah. Because, like, oh, my life. Like, from where I was sitting, sorry, from where, where I was standing filming, um, he, like, skated up from behind. So, right, you know, okay. couldn't really turn it around. So how long, because I was under the impression that that edit was filmed in quite a short space of time. Like how many, how many sessions or how long did it take to do it? Well, like, yeah, I think Derek works like six days a week or something like that. And uh, considering the schedule, he, he only took off like one day a month for maybe like, for maybe like eight sessions so we skated maybe like eight times and then he was able to take off like one day okay if, so like so out of all the eight months it was like one day a month so one day he just come out get some tricks at like so he uh <laughs> he'd wake because like we live four hours drive from each other so he'd wake up at four you know like uh i don't even know early and then he just like skate all the way, you know, to um, to Long Beach and uh, just meet up and skate. Wait, sorry, my laptop is acting really weird. One second. 
I guess you. Um, so I'm guessing you know him quite well then. Like, what's it like to film a section with him? Because obviously when you see him, he looks like an intimidating dude. But then when you meet him in real life and you talk to him, he's like mega polite and really considerate. So <laughs> I think it must be quite funny when people see him on the street because they must just think that guy looks fucking terrifying. But then when you get to talk to him, he's not. he doesn't seem to be like that at all. No, like, I mean... I don't know. I never, I guess, like, well, I first saw him skate when I was, like, 16 or 17. There was a competition in San Diego. And, uh, yeah, I never seen dude or heard of him before. But, like, I saw him skate at the comp, and I was like, yo, like, he was, like, yo, this dude is fucking insane. Like, this is maybe around the time of, uh, what is it called? Um that shit. Yeah, my bad. Mind blanking here. I don't remember. My bad, dude. Is it a video uh, you're talking about? No, it's like a. a... Oh, dude. Sorry. One second. What's going on? My like mouse is is moving. Like my trackpad is fucked up. Okay, nah, I should be good. My bad. But uh, it was it was some, some some like San Diego series. I don't know what it was, but I, like I had been talked to him back then. He was cool back then. Not SDSF, no. No, it was no. something else. Okay. And you know, I was just you know, I was like sixteen. I was like, "Yo, dude, you fucking killed it!" And he was like, "Yo, thanks, man." Like he was being like real normal. So I mean. Even even like back then, like I already had some sort of a, I don't know, you know what I mean. So like you know, I didn't really like ever think that personally. Yeah, but I can see maybe someone could think that. Uh, I think it's because when we yeah when we did the print uh, issues of Wheel Scene, uh, Matt Mickey arranged an interview with him, but he just instead of interviewing Derek, he just got a bunch of different skaters to basically talk about experiences that they had with him. And all these guys just named times when Derek kicked the absolute shit out of people. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So, was, yeah. like, uh, Victor Arias named a time where apparently this guy cursed him out at a stoplight, so Derek jumped out his truck, beat the shit out of the guy, and then jumped back in his truck and drove off before the lights changed. And I think this happened when Victor was like a teenager and he was just like, this is the craziest guy I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, I mean, personally, I, I never, I never met that Derek, like, like the Derek that like, I, I never had any experience like that. Uh, I know he's definitely not one to like fuck with. Like, I well, do yeah, know that. yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's not the person to make fun of. Yeah. Yeah. So I know someone like does, you know, overstep the boundary. I mean, you know, it's a given. But, you know, at the same time, like, as far as, like, me, uh, I mean, he's always just been, like, super chill. But you can always kind of tell, like, even dudes, even, like, 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 even dudes that, like, that are somewhat intimidating, you can always, like, look at a dude and you can kind of see it in their eyes, like, where they're at. You know what I mean? Like, 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 some dudes like give off like just that vibe of like damn like this dude is maybe like fucking you know i don't know or like you can like uh look at a dude and be like oh man like this guy maybe looks a certain way 
but at the same time it's like i can like clearly see that like you know his mind's like in the right spot like I, like you know what i mean like it's kind of i don't know i guess it's like maybe like a quick i don't know and plus i don't know dude i mean I, i've never seen that you know for me he's always been you know definitely like one of the chillest dudes i've ever met and honestly dude is just like insanely inspiring like he works hard you know he does skates amazing he somehow is able to find time to skate like that is actually fucking even uh, yeah even just these instagram clips messing about with like his daughter or just a local little skate park on his own filming himself those clips alone you're just like wow if you had if you had more time to dedicate to this imagine what you'd be capable of because if that's if that's what he's doing when he's working you know all the hours that he's awake it, yeah it just kind of it makes you wonder yeah dude yeah and he's working you know he's only he only has one day off dude so when you do see him skate it's usually like that one day he's got off and then like that's 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 it but i mean yeah at the end of that section there's photographs and in one of the photographs derek henderson's sitting with quentin lamb in a diner oh uh, no what's yeah, that all about no, that that that's not Quentin Lamb. That's not Quentin yeah. Lamb. No, it looked no. what? Yeah. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> no, that's just like uh one of my one of the local skaters out here. Like one actually one of my best friends. Oh man, that's bitterly disappointing because Quentin's been in touch with me recently, like a few times. Uh, uh, like promising that he's making a comeback. And I haven't seen any kind of recent photos of him. So I just thought, because that guy had the same kind of haircut as him. And I thought, uh, God, imagine if he's secretly, because he, he, he's he been telling me that he's filming. And I was like, if uh, he's secretly filming with Gregory Preston, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that, that got me all excited over nothing. Damn it. Right. I thought I'd, I thought I'd like read between the lines there and figured something out. No, nah, that was just like after a session, like uh we were just going to go eat and I just like snap some random photos. So I didn't really get much like B-roll, you know, cause like cause usually when Derek's here, it's like, you know, we'll just go out and get some tricks and he's actually going back home around like noon or one. So he'll come skate and we'll start at like, you know, seven or 8 AM. Like it, like all those clips were like in the morning, mo- mo- mostly super early. And yeah, so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Trying to think. There was like, I guess the dance. Like, yeah, I just woke up, so like, fuck. I'm trying to think if there's any. Uh... It kind of seems like you you just met up and he went right. I'm gonna handle business, and then he just absolutely stormed around all the spots and just picked them off as quick as he could. That's pretty much what, what like what would happen because you know, and plus it was like one day, you know, out of the month, so he always went you know, wherever, and was like, let's just get whatever we can. And he, he'd usually, you know, he'd definitely get some shit. Like, I even had some leftover stuff, because, um, like, I made, like, a little intuition edit, like, semi-recently, and that was, like, some of the leftover footage. Like, and a lot of it wasn't necessarily leftover. It's just when I was putting the edit together, like, I don't know, maybe those tricks didn't flow with what I had going already. So, and I, I was going to use them anyway, and I knew they would still hold weight in another way. So it wasn't, you know, but yeah, he's definitely always stacking for sure. 
Um, and recently, it seems like you've been filming a lot with Julio because obviously you guys made um, Independent and then you made Momentum. It, it's got to be a kind of crazy... How, how long have you been blading? Like, what, what year did you start in? Like, 2005. Okay, so, yeah, like... 15, 15, 16 years? Yeah. So it's like you're you're obviously aware of just how far back Julio goes and how long he's been skating and the kind of imp, like the undeniable impact he's had on the sport. So it's it's gotta be kind of wild being out in the street, you know, holding the fish eye, being like, I'm filming John Julio. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, it's it's definitely sick. Like uh like when he when he first started hitting me up to film. I actually didn't know I would I was gonna be like filming a VOD like like immediately. He kind of was just like trying to see how uh, I guess he hadn't gotten clips in a while at that point, like last year, like like trying to get serious clips too. So he was kind of like filling it out himself, like can I still do this? But like first day, he got some insane shit, and then he was like, "Oh, dude, I'm like back on it." And then now, like, his knee is maybe feeling a lot better. Like, that's why you don't really see him do, like, right side uh, fish brains for, for, for a minute. He was doing, like, all fishes, like, switch because his right knee got fucked up. And then um, he was doing just, like, switch topsoles for, for, like, a long... I'd say, like, for most of last year and this year. But now, like, his, uh, he was telling me, like, he started doing, like, like certain, like, diets that like you know cut inflammation and then now like i see him like actually you know doing like more right side top side tricks and using his right foot and he seems to be like you know he's telling you know i'm like asking him because like now i'm starting to get knee issues and um because i'm turning 30 even though i'm definitely not og but i'm turning 30 like the end of the month so my body's actually starting to hurt dude it's kind of annoying but, I think yeah. that just creeps up on. I don't think that's to do with age. I think that's just to do with how long you've been skating. I think there's people, you know, in their twenties that are just like, my joints are feeling it now. Especially depending on the type of skating that you've been doing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what what was it like filming those two videos with Hulu? Because in some of them, yeah, it wasn't like he was holding back. In momentum, there's there's one where he does. I'm sure there's a clip where he switches up from like a kink rail to a ledge back to the rail. And that's like, you can get broke off in multiple ways doing that. I think he does. Yeah. It was like soul fish back to soul. Yeah. Something like that. And I was like, man, most people in their twenties, you know, would still look at that and think that's a bit of a risky transfer. Yeah. He was feeling it. It was more, it was also funny because I guess uh, Victor Ayers had FaceTimed him right before and then he said to Vic, like, yo, look at this rail. He's like, all right, I'm going to get this trick for you. And then, like, I think he hung up the FaceTime, and he ended up getting that trick, and I think he sent it to him later, and, like, yo, this was the trick that I ended up getting. So that was, that was actually kind of sick. And then what, one thing about that trick that was kind of annoying was, like, a spider had crawled up my leg. I was standing in a bush, and a spider had crawled up, like, my, my leg, um, so at the end, when he lands the, the trick, I kind of jolt to the right or to the left. And I thought I fucked up the clip for a sec. But it, it's like not very noticeable. But if you watch it again and see that clip, you'll notice that I jolt. And it's oh. like, yeah, dude, I had like 
fucking I had homie crawling up. I was like, yo. But you know, that's like one thing too about filming. It's like I want to tell John like, y'all fucked up the clip because of the spider. But, you know. Yeah, I would imagine there's quite a lot of pressure there because you're like, you don't want to tell yeah him of all people. You're like, oh, you know how you just landed that? I just destroyed the footage, and he's like, cool. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, dude. I I guess I don't know. Maybe uh, how do you say? It? I get more I get more under pressure when it's about fisheye clips because. For some reason, like I'll I'll fuck up a fisheye clip. I will along. I'm like a little bit more confident, but fisheye like 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 when I was just I filmed that Brasco edit uh, a month ago or so, and that was kind of scary sometimes because he skates way too fast and he really and does. trying to like keep up with him, and I know like my fisheye skills is like subpar at times and but luckily i got lucky dude on a couple of his like definitely got lucky because there were some where i could have missed them or tripped or when when it was like the time that he actually got it and thankfully everything worked out so it kind of seems like you and torres are now like the main them filmers because it seems like ivan's spending time doing other projects at the moment and obviously Valve 6 just came out but you've now done two two like main videos for them and you've done many things with Sean Darst for Instagram or like you did you did like a small LA thing with Darst a while back and then obviously yeah. Brosco's new section so is this how, how are these projects coming about like is Julio approaching you or is Brosco saying you know I want to film a part while I'm out here how's how are they coming together uh it's it's really um like almost all the above there uh i think with yvonne it's because he's just in norcal and he's not local you know i think if he was local you'd probably see a lot more stuff like you know he is busy like don't get me wrong like he's got a lot of shit going on but i knew that if he if he'd be here you'd probably see a lot more stuff like definitely and with torres He's just, you know, I think the the them team really has like this appreciation for New York City, and you know, and and Torres obviously is like an amazing filmer and editor, and uh, so you know it's kind of a no a no brainer. But I think that's also why um, you'll see a lot of Torres because uh, I know that they do want to do more like New York stuff like in, in the future and and continue so i think it's more like location so maybe that's why i'm also uh being uh the one behind the camera a lot is because you know i'm like local to the shop and i'm local to john and uh and darst as well but um if it was the other way around you know like if torres lived here you'd probably you know it would have been probably flipped I think you might be selling yourself short a little bit there. I don't. I don't think it's just down to geography that you're getting these gigs because there's there's other filmers in your area that they're not hitting up. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. But yeah, maybe that that's it too. But I think also it's just uh, you know, I like I'm here, and you know, it's like you know, and I'm just like I'm like down to do it as well because a lot of people, you know. People have stuff going on, and I'm definitely appreciative that 
that like they even want to work with me at all. So like for me, you know, I'm definitely stoked. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was going to ask you about Darst actually because now that you've made a Brosco section, I want to know when you're going to make a, a proper Dart, like a full length Darst one, because I feel like we do not see enough from him. It's like like I absolutely love his skating, but any kind of full length them released has been so far. He's always just like like there for a little bit and then and then gone, like with Elos and momentum, and it feels like you only ever just see like. A tiny glimpse of him and that's it he's yeah. he's a very kind of mysterious figure when it when it comes to them team <laughs> yeah maybe that works in his favor the mysterious makes like so when he does get a clip it's like oh shit but but i will say there is something in the works and it's definitely looking like sean is gonna have like a lot of clips so I can't really release too much, but there is something in the works. Like there will be like a full Darius part with at sometime 2021. Um, when, when you say in the works, do you mean as in you're working on it or someone else is working on it? Oh yeah. No, I'm working on it. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. So that's <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think also, uh, uh, also, Darius is uh, living kind of like out of the way for a lot of us. Like, and I think maybe that's also, and he doesn't have a car currently. And even like in the past as well. So I think that, that that's like maybe why you don't see that much of Darius because it's like kind of hard to, to get to him. Because like if, we, if you go skate his area, then you can like, you know, you can, you, he'll probably just get like mad clips, but as far as getting the, like getting him over here or vice versa it could be um you know it, it could be a little hard but i, I will I was, say i was under the impression it was quite close because obviously you see him filming when they have those sunday brunch sessions and things like that you see him at some of those sessions so i, I didn't think it was that far from santa Ana or long beach or wherever it is through to la or is that just a misleading well, he, impression because he's in some of the footage yeah so like public transportation is like really bad out here so if you were to take public from where he lives to long beach it'd probably be two hours and some change and it's really you know it's not that far and i and i personally didn't have a car either until march so like there's just things like that so then you yeah. need like a third party that's down to pick us both up you know, and whether that would be John or not, like as busy as he is with like two kids, wife, company, you know what I mean? So it's yeah, like, so it's a lot to arrange. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, like, that's usually what it is. Cause Darius is living like out, like out past, like kind of like almost Pasadena area, which is outside a little like, uh, was it east of, of, of LA, like a bit further out and traffic in between here and long beach can be like pretty bad so like even though it's not that far the traffic alone will add an hour to whatever you're doing so that's like usually like the case it's just more about transportation and timing but i will say now that i have gotten a car and i have been uh filming darius a lot more lately like he's definitely been going in dude i've actually got some clips of him like just eating shit too like gnarly falls and he's he got back up and did the trick but like i got 
definitely got some content where like you rarely see Darius like fall like really bad, you know, or at least like where it looks bad on camera. But um, he was like trying some shit and like not giving up, and it was like really fucking sick. I know, yeah. I think the the impression given by like the them footage that you see of Dar so far is that he is mainly just cruising around and doing trick, doing like simple tricks, but doing them really well. So mm-hmm. it, it is, yeah, you're right. It's very rare that you will see him kind of stacking it because it 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 looks like he is just yeah going around finessing topsoles and royales and straight gaps and basically just lacing things really well instead of yeah like pushing himself and punishing himself but yeah if he's going for harder tricks then yeah he's gonna start like stacking it and eating crap to get it yeah like he's yeah he was definitely going in i can't i mean i don't want to like you know you know you you know you you see it when it when it comes out but i I thought it was interesting because sometimes it could have been like maybe the spot too like maybe the spot had it cracked he'll just land right in the crack or little things like that. But, and, but most of them were him trying tricks that were like, um, like some things that you maybe haven't seen him do, you know, like he's, he's, I'm not going to lie. Like him and Bellino, they're like maybe feeding off each other lately too. So, and like, they live pretty close and like, you know, when they're skating, they like really push each other. And I think that's like, they like, they definitely have a, um, like, what's the word? Like, you know, sometimes Friend, like friendly competition on the go. Yeah. Or like try yeah. to one up each other or. Yeah. Or, or, or maybe, may, maybe it is that, but I was going to say it was more like a vibe thing too. Though. So I, I definitely noticed the difference. It's like, kind of like Darst is like, uh, he's just been on one dude. Like he, he's just been all he's been really fucking killing it and it's really sick and it gets me stoked it makes me want to skate which can be hard too being a filmer and, and, and trying to skate at the same time sometimes that doesn't work that's what i was going to ask about because yeah now that you're taking on more filming responsibilities is it harder to find like time to skate because when you were when you were coming up we knew you as the guy that was bringing out sections and like filming projects on the side or helping film the projects that you're involved in. But does it feel like now the skating's taking a backseat and you're more focused on producing content than being in it? Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. But I think, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really complaining. Like it is, it is just as fun especially when it's like small numbers like if i'm only filming one or or two dudes then like you know it's really not an issue and usually the dudes that i'm filming it's like they'll 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 get things like relatively like you know it won't be like an all-day event like like i've been pretty fortunate like most of the times that we do go out it's like you like you rarely get into any battles in any spots um but at the same time, um, I mean, they do offer to film me too. Like, it's not like, it's not like, you know, it's always one-sided. Like, they will be like, yo, you want to get this? And so at the, a, lot of, a lot of the times it's me just not even wanting to be filmed. Like, I'm really just enjoying, like, skating. And if I do get a clip, 
like I'll be stoked, but I'm like not really in search for it all the time. Plus, if you're filming, it can be kind of tough to like if you're if you're sitting there filming fisheye or filming long angle or whatever, and then they're like, "Oh, do you want to get a clip in this spot?" And you're like, "Cool, I need to warm up, then I need to try Royale like four or five times, then I need yeah. to step up, and then I need to bust my ass just just for all you guys to sit about and watch." And you're like, "That's you're putting a bit of pressure on me here." <laughs> no, yeah, that's a real thing, dude. Like filming is like it takes so much energy. And then all of a sudden they're like, yo, you want to get it? It's like, damn. Yeah. Like, just like you said, like I got to like, now I have to warm up and everyone else is kind of warming down or like, what's the next spot. And then it's like, my mind just disappears from what I'm doing, you know? And it's like, damn, like, you know, like I'm not even, it's hard. It's kind of hard to be in the zone at those times. Yeah. Also, I, it's, it's the hardest time to motivate yourself because like everyone else is basically done skating it. So you're like, cool, I've got no one to like skate the spot with and everyone's watching me, waiting on me to get it so that they can leave. You're like, this, this isn't, it's not, they're not ideal conditions. No, definitely not. But that's a lot better than like, for me personally, it's like, like one thing that I, that, that does bug me is when people like expect me to just like film them sometimes that I didn't even have any, uh, I wouldn't say agreement, but so, you know, I think sometimes people are just like you, you're just like the dude with the camera, you know? And like, for me, it's like, I, you know, for me, I, I really kind of see myself as a skater first, at least in my mind. And, and even like, you know, on my weekend, if we're going out to a session, like say I'm filming, you know, three filming three dudes at one spot is like a lot of work for me personally. And, you know, if a fourth dude comes through who, you know, I haven't really spoke to or something. And it's just like, and if he's like, yo, yo, film this. Or if I'm in the middle of filming someone else and dude hops on the rail or something and they expect me to like get them. For me, it's just like, bro, like, you know, I'm not fucking filming a whole, like, sesh here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to get in the sesh as well. And I think a lot of dudes forget that. So, if, you know, for me, it's like, yo, my bad if I didn't film your trick. But, you know, I'm focused on these three dudes, like, acutely. So I can't really, you know, anything further than that. Most of the time for me, it's just like, yo, like, my bad. But I, I need to skate, too. Because, like, after this third guy got his trick, you know, like, I'm probably have been there at the spot for an hour, didn't even do one trick at all. You know, and, and this is also my weekend, you know, and if I spend my weekend filming, then I go through, you know, a whole week or even two weeks without doing one trick. And I'm just like doing follow or skating, uh, like, you know, you know, skating around. So for me, that's like one thing, like I do like to like limit the number of people I'm filming per session personally as one of those things where yeah the more people there are the more chance there is to be productive because you know you've you're playing the numbers game and there's more skaters so there's a likelihood you'll get more clips but it is harder to do it because you've got to keep your eye on so many more people and then you've got people who <laughs> who don't communicate with you so say you're filming like a couple of guys hitting a rail and then the, a third guy comes along and just does a trick on it and then looks at you it, expecting you to have caught it and you're like 
I'm not telepathic. Like I can't, you know, you can't just sneak up behind me, lace it, and expect me to have filmed. That's not how it works. I've lost count of the amount of times I've been in that situation and you're getting shouted at by someone and you're like, I didn't, I didn't come out to film you. Why is this? Why am I getting into trouble for this? Yo, that's big facts, dude. That that shit happens till this day. <laughs> you're just like, you need to give me a hey i'm about to go you got this and i'm like yeah i've got like but if you don't if you don't tell me i'm i'm not gonna figure it out so yeah um you mentioned earlier that you're working in the storefront what's it what's it been like since the shop's been open is it busy do you get a lot of guys coming through like how what's the kind of day-to-day like working at the the them storefront uh you know it's it's funny because it goes like there'll be a day where everybody just goes and it'll get so busy in there because it's like it's not that big you know like it gets busy pretty quick and other days it will be pretty slow there's just like one two three people um but typically people that go there because you know in theory it's like a specialty store so like when people do go they do have a very specific thing that they want or that, you know, that they already knew about. Like they're not really coming to, to just hang out. Like I see that a lot. It's kind of just people just coming in. Like I need this, got it. And then they're just out. Um, there have been a lot of interesting shit happening. Like, <laughs> like one, one thing that's, that's kind of funny is like it, we work right next door to like a lingerie shop, but it's also, like a, a sex shop in the back so i think the, maybe the front i never been in there but like parker went in there so he told me it was kind of funny like the front is like lingerie stuff at like a wholesale price and then in the back it's just like a pure full-on like sex shop and you just see like <laughs> the people that come in sometimes they like mistake uh the them shop as like the sex shop so there'll be a dude or like you know whoever about to return some shit you can like clearly see what it is as he's yeah. walking up he opens the door and he's like oh shit <laughs> you, go, you go through the it's kind of it's kind of jokes <laughs> and like that's like yeah you see you see a lot of that well what's also kind of so funny we, is you tell me is john needs to capitalize on that market and he needs to start doing <laughs> them dildos and <laughs> them them flesh tunnels and then just you know picking off picking off bit by bit the next door's business oh man no that would not be the move the people next door <laughs> so they're mean dude like they're mean like right okay. and it's, and it's, it's crazy because it's like a family and the mom like for literally for months if you look at them you say hi anything you get zero response like they do not fuck with nobody on that block at all and uh i somehow the other day i got the mom to like smile and say hi to me and now the mom says hi to me and i thought oh shit well if the mom said hi i'm gonna say you know when i see like like like, like the dad i'm gonna say like yo how's it going till this day dude if i see the dad i wave smile nothing bro <laughs> nothing just the cold stare like he does not fuck with nobody and i think it's kind of funny it makes it kind of <laughs> it's it's interesting do you yeah. do you really want to be friends with the family that run the creepy sex shop <laughs> like <laughs> you know what's even more crazy they have kids that just run run in there like running throughout the whole fucking sex shop it's kind of trippy like imagine being a kid you know and yeah. like growing up like damn like you remember back in the sex shop like 
well, not even that. Just the kids must just be running around asking all the questions. Like, depending on what age they are, they must just be like, "Mummy, what's that? <laughs> what is what is that?" <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of joke. <laughs> why is why is that making a buzzing sound? Like, what is? <laughs> like, that's, yeah, that's that's messed up. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, it's it could be worse. It could be some some gnarly. At least they just keep themselves and. You know, like there's no issues with them. It's just funny. Like they just they just don't fuck with nobody. Like and they're pretty. Like they're not shy about that. Uh, it's kind of funny. At least you know where but, you stand with them, because yeah, they're making yeah. they're making themselves quite clear. Um, yeah. Have there been any other kind of like random, weird, or interesting things happening since since you started working there? Dude, there's so much. Like I'm trying to think. There's like one, but there's like a lot of instances actually. But there there's one that was particularly funny because I didn't I would have never thought buying skates for a girlfriend can go wrong like you know when like a dude comes in to buy some skates for his girl so they can go out you know skating or whatever um I seen that shit go wrong in the funniest way that I would have never fucking imagined so you know dude comes in and he's hyped he's like yo I'm about to buy my girl some skates today like it's gonna be fucking sick you know, I'm ready. I'm, you know, he was like ready to get her out there. Yeah, let's go, baby. Like, you know, they were super hyped up and they were like one of those fitness couple, maybe. You know what I mean? So they were like having like that CrossFit energy thing going on. Yeah. So they, they were ready to hit up, you know, yeah, the, the, the yeah. beachfront on their skates. Yeah. So like, you know, they come sit down. He's like, all right, cool. So he kind of brought me to the side. He goes, all right, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, all right. I'm going to have her try on these 908s. And then how much, how much of the nine away completes? I remember at, how much they were at the time. So I'll say, oh, the completes are maybe like uh, I don't remember. I'll, I'll say they were like two two thirty or something because they're like extra small, you know. And then and you know, and then he was like, oh, okay, cool. So she put them on. And she put them on. She was like, oh yeah, they fit. He was like, oh yeah, sick. She was like, all right, cool. Yeah, two thirty, cool. And then all of a sudden, she looks at the intuition lines, and then she was just like, "Babe, can I try those?" And he was like, "He was like, what?" He's like, "No, no, no, you, you. He's like, no, you don't want those." <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just doubling the price straight away. Yeah, he tried he tried to play it off. He's like, "No, you don't want those." And she was like, "Oh, can I try them?" And I was like, well, "Yeah, sure." So you know, I, I gave her the liner. <laughs> she put them on, and she was like, "Oh my god!" She was like, "Yo, these are it. Yeah, I need these." <laughs> He looked at me. And he was like, "He's like, you just fucked me over." Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, you just see him like, you know, he had his like his hand on his on his forehead a little bit. And he was just like, he was like, you know, he was trying to convince her not to get those. And then he was actually he made her take off both skates, try the liners on. And he was like, "See, babe, see, your toes the intuition toes all the way at the front, but in the stock liner." You told see you got some room. Yeah, these yeah, these are better. And then she still was like, I want the intuitions. And he was like, No, you don't, babe. Look, walk around in them. See? See? Uncomfortable. You don't want them. He was trying everything he could do, dude, to get her not to buy these intuitions. And then finally, dude, he just gave in. He was like, fuck it, dude. How much they gonna run me? Like, he was <laughs> it was kind of jokes. It was this funny scene him trying to like convince her without her knowing what intuition is. I mean, you've got to try, said. but Prop, props to the girl because she she knows quality when she sees it because yeah but unfortunately for that guy he's now eating ramen for the rest of the month and he's gonna have to work some overtime shifts because she just emptied his bank account 
<laughs> yeah, dude, that shit was pretty good. Like that that was good. Plus, um, you you sitting there with that knowledge, you must have just been like laughing your ass off inside, going, "This guy's about to get fleeced." <laughs> yeah, that's actually. I was trying to keep it to myself. Like, I had to go to the back room once and just like <laughs> you know, kind of just get a little little a little chuckle because yeah, she was pretty funny. And I don't know. There there was that. There's um you you know it's funny you see a lot of uh a, a lot of skateboarders coming in actually like most of the summer was not even like skaters that i'm familiar with that like as in like inline skaters that uh that like are local or like that i know already skate there was a lot of skateboarders coming in to buy skates to try something different or just to like vent about how much they don't like skateboarding anymore. And they just want to like start blading because they didn't know it existed. And then now they're like, dude, like I saw that shit of that one Alex dude, like they don't know anything. You know what I mean? And I think that's like, that's super random. Like I've sold maybe more complete skates to skateboarders than long-term bladers, to be honest with you, over the entire summer. It's kind of crazy that the shop front's been there for such a short time and already word of mouth has got out to the point where people who don't rollerblade are visiting the shop. Yeah, it's a dude, it's common. It's really common. And dudes will come in, they'll they'll get a pair, then they'll come back, give their girl a pair. That seems to be the uh the way it happens. Because you know, it's pretty easy to remember like some of those guys' face and a lot of the questions that they have are actually kind of interesting like there was this one guy that came in you know he's kind of like you know he's like he was like he's like kind of like a bald dude like all tatted you know wearing all black you know he came in he was Wait, like, you, get you saying you saying i came into the shop greg because that was that was sounding here bald guy <laughs> with tattoos yeah cool yeah true no yeah so you know he came into the shop you know he's wearing like a face mask and it was like kind of early in the morning so you know some people in the morning they just like kind of like like, I'm like, how I look right now. <laughs> but, like, you know, he came in. And, you know, like, I'm sure he was, he's a nice guy. But he was just like, yeah, I want some completes. Like, you know, really short answers. And, like, yeah, I just want this. It ended up being pretty cool. You know, I was talking to him. And he told me that he's never skated ever. He said he had soap shoes when he was in, like, middle school. And that was it. He was like, yeah, like, I honestly just want to, like, try something new. Like you, you, Like, you hear that a lot. And um, something happened. Like I, I think, I think like wills that we had were were coming, like a day after. So I told him like, "Yo, look, I'll set this complete up as far as I can go, and I'll get the wills coming in tomorrow. So come back tomorrow, and then like you know, I'll have them ready for you." He was like, "All right, cool." So he came back the next day, all lit up, and he was like, "He was like, yo, dude." He's like, "To be honest with you, I was a little intimidated by some skates because I was watching all the edits, and I was like, damn." I for sure can't do none of this shit. And he was like, and it didn't really look that fun. He was like, and then I ran into Danny Beard edits and I was like, yo, dude, this guy makes skating look fucking fun and sick as fuck. And he was like really stoked. And it was funny like hearing like different, uh, you know, cause like from a dude that's never seen tricks on skates, who's never even, who didn't even know who Danny Beard was. Yeah, and I thought like that an, was- An outside perspective and yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was interesting. So he was like, he was like, yeah, so really I'm coming back buying skates today because I saw Danny. Like that got me like juice. 
you know and i was like damn like that was you know i, I never you know they're like it was just interesting sometimes hearing what people say you hear that a lot actually you definitely hear that a lot i can see the appeal of that because you know that Dan, danny's one of these people that divides yeah divides the community because some people are like oh well you know i would rather see someone do this or whatever but there's no denying that his his sections that he puts out are entertaining and they look unlike anyone else right. and if you've never seen rollerblading before and you watch that that's that would stay in your mind because there's stuff in there that you just won't see other skaters do whereas yeah. you can see someone you know get loose on a ledge and do all the tech tricks but to anyone that doesn't skate they're just like well those all look like the same tricks but when you see True. danny doing stuff none of those tricks look alike yeah yeah no you're, you're right about that dude like and i actually realized that like um what you call it like they're like like back maybe two like a while back two years ago like in 2018 or something there was like some girl that i met and she's like she never like seen skating before so she saw like some photos like on instagram or whatever and she was like what are you like a part-time ninja like she didn't even like process what's going on especially like having black skates on she didn't like understand the concept that i'm like grinding a rail like like she she literally said are you a part-time ninja <laughs> and, that, and like, that was when i realized like people actually sometimes like, i don't really they don't, know how to respond to that yeah no, yeah so yeah it was kind of interesting I'm trying to think if there's anything else like to be honest there's like so much there's what's, like definitely so much that goes on what's been the kind of like the bugbears of working in the shop or like the just the, the most irritating things that happen or the kind of like stupidest questions you get or there's 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 got to be downsides to working in the shop both for you and for john it's gotta got to be the the discounts the people asking for discounts when you don't even know dude like like you won't even know who dude is never seen him before don't even he don't even skate and he'll just be like yo what's good with the discount <laughs> yo dude like you know or was even more funny so this guy shows up at a when was it he showed up maybe like at closing you know and you know i'm not going to be a dig and tell people like yo it's closed you know if you show up at closing and you want something you know i'm definitely going to let you you know try something out or whatever it's so like a dude comes i kid you not he walked in and he was like yo you got any uh you got any size large shells and this is like pretty early in the shop and i was like uh yeah yeah we actually do got some or we had like some used ones like remember when john does his uh the them pieces for yeah. a little bit so like there was like leftover size or like a maybe a a, a display or something um i was like i was like, yeah i actually got one pair you know it's used though and then he was like yeah you know, he was actually pretty stoked. And he said, uh, yeah, cool. I actually was coming to um, return something to the sex shop. I'll be right back. So he, he went to the sex shop to return something. I was kind of thinking too, like, he returned to the sex shop. He said yeah. that he bought two two weeks ago. So I was like, you buy for two weeks and return. I was like, ah, whatever, you know. I, it could have been anything, because to be honest, I don't know what they, you know, it could have been some random shit. So then he comes back in. He was like, all right, let me try the skates. And I was like, all right, cool. So I set him up. He was like, oh, yeah, 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 these feet. Yeah, 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 they're good, they're good. 
and then you know for the for like the the used pieces like john selling for like what 70 bucks which is you know most of them are kind of you know having a lot of life and kind of brand new still and dude was like hey bro not gonna lie 70 kind of steep dude like you know can i get a discount i was like dude what and i looked what he drove he drove in like in a fucking sports car with like a custom license plate and I'm like, bro, you really complaining about $70 skates? You know what I mean? And I'm like, yo, dude, like, no discount, man. Just, like, you, like, you either want them or you don't. And he kind of kept pushing for, like, this discount. And then he goes, like, yo, where you from? And we start talking. And then we're, like, from the same city. And then he just starts going, oh, bro, come on, bro. We both, yo, 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 we're both from Long Beach. Come on, man. Let me, let me get a little discount. And I'm like, dude, like, nah, man. Like, either get the skates. Or I'm gonna close up. And then he goes, like, all right, cool, I'll just buy the skate. So he starts buying them. And he goes, Oh, you know what? Let me go get some cash. I'm like, bro, it's past closing, dude. Like, I'm not gonna have you go drive to an ATM and get skates. So then he ended up just like Venmoing. And then he left. And I kid you not, he comes walking in limping like a month later. And he's like limping. He has got like this weird face and he's just like, uh, uh, like he's opened up the door. He goes, damn, man, yo, the doctors, man, they said I'm going to need surgery on my foot. And um, it's all because you didn't put shock absorbers in my skate. And I was like, what? You know what I mean? Like, dude, what the fuck? And he goes, and he goes, yeah, man, you didn't put no shock absorbers. So I, I, I fucked up my heels. And I was like, yo, dude. I was like, shock absorber. like, how? What do you mean? I was like, there was an insole. And he goes, he goes, oh, not an insole. Like, you know, a shock absorber. Like, you know, the one for the hill. And I was like, dude, these skates don't come with those. Yeah, the raised heel skates. If- yeah, I was, like, I was like, unless you have intuition liners, like, they don't come with them. And then he goes, you're telling me in your skates right now you don't have a heel pad. I was like, no, I don't. I showed him. I was like, look, I don't have one. And he looked at me. And then he just walked out the store normal, like, like didn't even limp. And I was like, also- what actual fuck, dude? Also, you'd be like, what What were you doing to hurt? Like, you'd have to be jumping off, like, a roof or, like, on a second floor to be hurting your heels like that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And I and I saw a dude skate, actually. And he definitely is not jumping off of any roofs. <laughs> That's, I was I was wondering if you were, if you had, like, regular chancers that come into the store and they're like, oh, hey, man, can I get mates rates? And you're like, we're not mates. I don't know you. Why are you, why are you asking me for, like, the friend rate when we're not friends yeah uh, uh, it, it's mainly dudes i don't know or, or or don't even skate they're just like randomly getting into it those are the guys because you know usually within skating like you know we all have like some collective like we know that like shit has been struggling for a minute a lot of people come in with intentions to pay full price you know typically that i will say for the most part, it's like like all, all all the discount in my experience has been like new new guys. Plus, you'd imagine if your friends aren't going to come in the shop and be like, "Hey, Greg, can you can you help me up with like twenty five percent off?" Because that would just be embarrassing as fuck. Like, imagine going to your friend and be like, "Hey, man, can you can you just take a little bit off?" And you're like, "Are you trying to get me sacked? Like, I don't I don't want to lose my job." <laughs> no, yeah, no, that actually that that's pretty rare. I don't think. I don't think I've, I don't think that's happened, which is cool. 
but also I've been, you know, fortunate. Most of my friends, you know, have jobs and can, you know, provide, especially in the time like right now. So, but yeah. What were you doing before you worked in the storefront? Because you said you said when you were living in Denmark, you were working. So, of like, what what were you doing for work in Denmark and and before before you started working at the shop? Uh, in in Denmark, I was a espresso machine technician, so it was completely random. That so like, that's quite specific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd like fix and install espresso machines all throughout, uh, all throughout uh, the far east of Denmark. So like, there's like like the part of Denmark is called like Chelan, and it's like a, maybe kind of like an island base, like a big island. So everything on that island, I would like fix. So I had like new. Just like mad locations, and then you would see so many skate spots, dude, which kind of sucks. Sometimes the places would like know me, you know, like 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 you know, so I couldn't show up one day and skate the like the spot because it's kind of like, dude, aren't you the guy that like fixes the machine? But uh, uh, but off off topic, but pretty much um, yeah, that was my job. And then when I came back here, my job I like worked in in a warehouse for a little bit when I first got back. And then I got a, a film job working for a social studies uh, company, which is like, or like it was like social studies slash geography company. And they made like globes and maps and shit. It was, it was kind of sick. But as soon as the pandemic hit, all the schools shut down. So then when that happened, that's when I started working at John's, like the way it fell through, fell was like I fell into place really uh, like perfectly actually because John started to need help as soon as I lost my job working at the um, uh, the social studies place. Right, I was wondering that because one of the yeah one of the earlier edits you made the one oh, I think it was in Copenhagen with Anders Rishod Rishodge Rich. Oh yeah, uh, Rishoy. Resoy, yeah. What was that one called? Uh, it's, oh, it was some kind of like tech name or something that had. Uh, oh, software update. Is that's that the one, and it had loads of like it had loads of animations and stuff in it. And I was like, where the hell did he learn how to do that? Because I'd seen stuff that you'd filmed and edited before, and it didn't have any of that stuff in it. You had well, like rotating three D like graphics <laughs> and all sorts of stuff going on. Well, that's the benefit of cold weather. Like I had time to like learn that shit right you know oh, so it was like, all self-taught yeah i was just like dude it's it's cold and rainy uh you know a lot like most of the time in denmark but at the same time if you use that to your advantage like, you can get a new skill and that's personally why i didn't really have an issue like, a lot of people complain about like cold weather but for me i actually um I actually got a lot of work done i learned a lot of shit and i think I don't know. It, it, it's motivating to do those things because here in Cali, I have an, a hard time being motivated to like deep dive into learning something new, whether it be computer programming or some, you know, so, something like that. Because yeah. imagine for me personally sitting at a laptop and it's just sunny as fuck outside. I'm hearing people have fun and I'm like, I don't want to be in here. You know, I, I need to go outside and fucking skate. Like I live basically on the beach too. So that's like, you know what I mean? So that was one thing about living there is as soon as it, you know, you film all summer 
or you know all spring all summer and as soon as it starts getting cold it's like all right cool like now i'm about to like learn this shit and that's kind of how that came about it was just me experimenting you know like even though like i don't necessarily make edits like that anymore but at, during that time it's like okay cool i learned how to do it um yeah yeah it's got when when you're living in yeah california by the beach it's got to be pretty easy to take that for granted and become a bit yeah spoiled with it because you're like well i don't need to worry what the weather's going to be like because the weather's always the same so it's like i I don't need like whereas if you live in yeah europe or the uk you're like you're looking at the the weather app constantly being like oh i might get away with going out on saturday so you know let's let's try and assemble the troops whereas you guys are like no matter what day you want to go out the weather's probably going to be okay for it yeah but no it's it's funny because like i i I don't know i kind of liked it dude like people think i'm weird especially like when i meet people out there like say you're in a bar or something and uh people can hear like oh like you know this guy's american or something typically when i'd be talking to someone they'd be like you moved from la to like copenhagen like why the fuck would you do that like i heard that like a lot just like you know mainly weather wise but for me personally like it, it didn't it didn't bug me. I actually thought it was interesting. I think seasons are unique. Like when you don't see seasons ever, and then when you do see them and experience them, I I think I have like an uh, appreciation for them. Cause like I still have friends in California till this day that's never seen snow in their entire life. And they can be, you know, maybe 40 and I've never seen it. And um, And for me personally, like I actually, enjoy being in seasons and um you know it's just nice it's just different for me personally and even living out there like i didn't really have formal cold etiquette maybe like i didn't i never had a pair of gloves and if i did i lost them like same day (laughs) (laughs) say the first time the first time the cold hits and you go out just like unprepared and you get i don't know the wrong footwear and you just get soaked through to like your socks and you're like wow i've i've made some poor choices here yeah i did have doc martens though so there i was prepared but when it came to you know i didn't ever i never wore thermals like the under thermal thing and i and when i finally found out what they i never just knew what they were to be honest with you so when I actually why, found why out, is everyone coping with this so much better than me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then when I finally got thermals, I was like, oh fuck yeah. Like, dude, I'm fucking feeling good. Like, you know, after that I was I was warm. I was definitely warm. Right, okay. Um I've never known what's where does the name where does too easy come from? Because I've always I saw like the original graphics where you had like guys just chilling on what was it, Mizzou's or acid grinds or something. Yeah, yeah. And then but where where did the name come from? Who came up with that? Well, like at the time, damn, this is maybe 2013, 2014. Like I was still living in, in California. I was moving, I, I moved to Denmark late 2014, like like permanently at the time like before that it was always just back and forth but um so i was still living here and then it's like you know uh we were doing like some sort of like meme page thing and i was like affiliated with it allegedly and then 
there was this by, photo by, by meme page. Are you about to admit to me that you had something to do with them niggas? <laughs> Is that was it that one? It uh, was, alleged, wasn't it? Uh, allegedly, I had something <laughs> to do. outed, outed. I, uh, I knew allegedly. it was. I knew it was like somewhere around there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. Allegedly, I had allegedly, something to do, right. to, to do with it. Not all the way, but I had something to do with it. And then, uh, so like I was in the New York, uh, like skaters Facebook, like sp- like spot meetup thing. You know what I mean? Like a little Facebook group. And I was in that, and I saw this little note notification pop up, and it was like this kid, you know, doing this top acid. And it only had like three likes or something, and someone just commented like "lol, look at DJ" or something like funny. And I was like, yo, this is like the funniest shit I ever saw. At the time, I was like, damn, this shit is hilarious. So that, I will admit, on that gram, you know, I wasn't the only one with, with the password. Right. But on that gram, that's definitely, it was my contribution. And like, after that, that just kind of stuck. And I kind of like just the word too easy. And then with the upside down feel logo, I made that around that time too. But I didn't know what to do with it. So I just sat on it for years. Like it wasn't until I went to Denmark and then in 2016, I actually wanted to do something with that logo. And I didn't know what to call it. Actually, I was actually looking for a word that started with an L. I remember I was talking to like Bart Lausch or maybe some other people and they were just I was trying to like maybe get some ideas and then eventually I just said, all right, I'm not going to go with anything that start with, that starts with an L. I'm just going to call it too easy because like that's was maybe like my contribution to stuff in the past. And I'll like just take that name because it personally also it was like, you know, it was like the last stigma towards like blading in my opinion, because like, I was starting to see, you know, in Cal, especially in California, like growing up, like this, like the skateboard culture and surf culture was like pretty fucking gnarly. Like the chances of someone yelling some homophobic slur out the window at you is like pretty high. You know, it did happen like once in a while or like maybe like once a month or some shit. Uh, And, you know, you see it start to disappear. So in my mind, you know, homophobia isn't fucking cool and it never was, but now it's like really not cool in like in society, at least like here. Um, And especially like in Copenhagen as well. So for me, like too easy was like kind of like a double meaning. Like, of course it had like its past and where it came from, but at the time when I was making it, it was actually like, you know, it's like the last stigma of, of, of blading. And I just wanted to just, I just wanted to make like sick shit of like the homies and that's just like how, how it came up. I, I did suspect for a long time that it did have some connection to that Instagram account because there were just, there were a few too many similarities with things. And then when the gra- a couple of graphics started looking similar, I was like, right, I think something's <laughs> up here, but right. Okay. Uh, but and then also the, uh, how do you say? And then also, um me me moving to Copenhagen like year round also kind of changed things too because you know when I'm here and I was with the boys it was uh you know like we like the hood is literally not far 
So it was really easy to get like inspiration, not maybe not inspiration, but like, you know, it, it was like at the time it was funny and it was like relevant to like where I was. And then in Copenhagen, it was, you know, it kind of just died out because like I moved away and everyone just started like doing their own thing. And that's why that gram just like faded because it was just like, well, then, you know, everyone started doing like different things, you know, and uh, that's like kind of how that went like you know if you look at like even like like kivan or like like biz you know he's got like his show now uh, you know other people that were affiliated with like that old stuff everyone kind of just like branched out and like got their, their like their thing yeah um and then actually too which was just kind of funny like a lot of people don't know but in the beginning like the instagram was too easy cph which was like too easy Copenhagen. And it was never intended to be an American thing, actually. And it was never intended to, I was never planning on ever moving back to California, to be honest with you. So um, when I actually did make the gram, I called, I ended up calling it LVC because I just thought it sounded better. And I thought it looked better in text. Cause I was like, dude, it was too easy CPH. And I was like, for some reason, um, it just like it didn't really look it didn't look right and it didn't sound as cool you know and i actually changed it to kbh which is like copenhagen in danish like oh, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the danish abbreviation and i was like damn even that don't really look that great and i was like i'll tease the lvc yeah that sounds sick fuck it like that's where i'm from anyway and that's why i ended up calling it that and and it was intended to still be called that and just staying in copenhagen as like a central base but I ended up, you know, coming back to Long Beach and then now it does seem like it was uh how do you say? I don't know. I guess I guess it like, you know, thing things move and things happen. So in a way now it makes more sense that it's too easy LBC unintentionally, but I'm not complaining. Are are you surprised by how far it's come like being being basically a part joke between you and your friends and slash a graphic just sitting on your computer for years not doing anything to now being you cannot go to a skate competition it feels like in the US or in Europe without seeing that graphic on someone's back and now you've got Dead which are one of the kind of most popular brands in Bladen like wheel companies you've got a wheel with them and now you've got a skate with them who are considered probably one of the most exciting skate brands as well. Like you, you've got to be happy with how much this has developed in such a short space of time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I, I didn't plan on it. Like, you know, I, I didn't know that was going to happen. Like when I, when I, when I did start it, it was more intended for, cause like I had always enjoyed filming and editing edits in general. Um, uh, so so it was kind of more a place to just like have them because I was posting edits on like my personal like you know when Instagram started becoming you know maybe more official than like Vimeo at that point you know what I mean because like for a while posting to Instagram was like that's where you would post like your for fun play shit and then on Vimeo you'd be like all right edit drop here's the Vimeo link you know, back in like 2015 and then early 2016. And then slowly Instagram became more of the platform. So in my mind, and then Vimeo started making me pay. So in my mind, I was like, dude, I need to make like 
a new page or something. So that's actually what Too Easy was uh, starting. You know, of course, I wanted to like sell shirts, but that was also mainly because I was homeless at that point. Not necessarily homeless. I didn't have a place to stay because, like, uh, me and my girlfriend at that time, ex girlfriend, we had lived together and then we broke up. And then, you know, I didn't really have a place to, to uh, I had to like live in some of like my friends' apartments, which I'm thankful. Like, I cried couch crash for maybe two months solid. And because uh, like finding a place in Copenhagen is kind of hard, especially when, um, I don't know, you know, being American and stuff and, it's like, you know, you're like fighting for an apartment and, you, you know, it's it's kind of hard to get a spot no matter where you are. But in Copenhagen, it's also uh, pretty hard. So but either way, I made the shirts actually to uh, to help like fun me just like straight. What's the word? Because um, like also my like, like my job was also kind of in limbo because. I was like her dad was my boss. Like he owned the company. Well, he wasn't. Really, he wasn't really my boss, but he owned the company that I was working for. So I didn't really have a job at that point too. And then in in Zub, oh, would, I talked. Would to you him. <laughs> would you broke up? Yeah. Or you became unemployed and homeless. That's yeah, like the worst yeah. breakup ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. And both of these things in a foreign country. You yeah, really gave yourself like yeah the hardest time okay yeah but to be honest like me and her dad are like we're always cool like he's like a really sick dude so it wasn't even you know honestly it he kind of was like yo dude like i'll give your job back like it's no problem you know in the beginning it was like is it weird you know i'm working for my ex-girlfriend's dad still and i see him daily you know what i mean yeah so that was also why like maybe i should do something else and then in the end, he was like, dude, just come work for me, dude. I don't fucking care, you know? And I was like, all right, you're right. It's all good. And then, you know, I talked to her about it. She was cool. And then I ended up just working back with him. And then that last month of those two months of not having a place, um, I ended up finding one, you know? So that, so realistically, I made those shirts. That was the premiere of me not having a job <laughs> or or a place to live. So that's like what... That's honestly what also inspired me bringing that logo to life because it was like they'd actually need to sell this stuff to to like actually eat, um, and yeah. So pretty much that that's that's how that started. So in in a way, no, I didn't expect it to go this far. I did want to keep it and have longevity with it and just have it a place to to add, you know, all the edits and wherever we travel, you know just like in general like uh, that was the plan for it regardless but i mean I, I'm, I'm stoked that people you know like it and, and, and appreciate it um it's definitely uh yeah i mean it, it's fucking cool i really i really do like it and it does like my like my goal with the logo was also to like i heard someone say like escape like the photo of a skate on a shirt or anything, it's just like not cool. And in my mind, I was like, it's kind of a hard task to make a, a you know, an inline skate look, look like cool. Like I heard people say that before. And I was like, so for me, it was kind of like a challenge. Like how can I like take just the photo of a skate to where there's no mistake of what this is 
you know, and to make someone like wear it and like be proud of like what they do and be proud to like tell other people like, yo, dude, like this is shit I do. Cause like there are a lot of people for a long time that would keep that shit kind of hidden, you know, that wouldn't be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I rollerblade, you know, like a lot of people are kind of keeping that to the side or not like admitting it too quickly. And that's one thing that did kind of bug me. So to be honest, that was over time, a mission of what I wanted to do with Too Easy is to make people proud of like what the fuck they do. Cause what we do is fucking sick. And if I could do anything to uplift the community and uplift people like, you know, showing like, yo, we do this shit. Cause for me, you know, that's the first step to having like a healthy community and that's everyone being proud of what they do personally like i've always kind of thought that oh so that's, definitely yeah and i think a lot of that is to do with people growing up and being insecure and not you know when you were a teenager you were probably well a lot of teenagers were probably less likely to be like oh yeah rollerblade because you're kind of worried you're going to get clowned on or, or get made yeah. fun of or whatever but then when you get older you're like i don't really give a shit so yeah. Yeah. like after after a certain point or age you reach you're just like if you don't like it i that's not going to affect my day. It's not going to upset me because I do. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I used to bring my like my skates to school every day, like in high school, like be way before skateboarding was even like cool. Like I was cool with all the skateboarders in in my city, like in, in Long Beach. Um, like like I went to high school this place called like Jordan High, and there, if you weren't playing basketball. It was kind of like a hood school, not gonna lie. Like they got metal detectors at the front gates and shit. And you get like pocket searched and like patted down like every day. So if you weren't like playing basketball or whatever, then you were just like fucking weird. So even skateboarders were cool with us because we were like still on the outcast. You know, of course I was maybe more cool with like BMXers more. Cause that's just, there's always some common ground with them at least in my experience, at least in here in California. But, you know, so so back then, blading was, like, super not cool. Like, it wasn't just, like, not uncool, but it was, like, really fucking uncool. But um, all the dudes that are from here and then did skate, like, they never, they never did hide it. And, like, and maybe that's also why I was able to be so proud of it as well, because I had, like, you know, I wasn't the only one. Like there were other homies too, like bringing their skates to school, not giving like zero fucks. Like I have had people growing up, you know, come up to me and be like, dude, like, did you just bring your skates like in the bus? Like, aren't you embarrassed? Like people are gonna stare at you. Like I've, I've had people say that, which is kind of interesting, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the main comment I get now, just people just go, aren't you a bit old for that? And my response every time is like, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That, that's maybe the best response because it's, you know, it's just like, yeah, well, I'm going to do this shit anyway. Like, I, I feel too old for it, but, you know, yeah. Um, so I've got nothing else to ask you. The only other thing I want to know is what, what does the future hold? What, what project you basically, you've mentioned one project you've got in the works that's going to feature Sean Darst. What, what else have you got? Are you planning on doing any more soft goods with too easy or other projects with them or other projects not with them? Like, no, I'm, I'm definitely going to 
definitely gonna do more i'm gonna try to focus on merch um like i don't know if you saw it's not really a secret anymore but um there's this clothing company called brain dead that is uh based here in la they're, yeah they're like south south korean guys originally aren't they or no he uh he 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 got he hired those guys to ah, do right, okay. for him. but the guy that runs the clothing brand is here in LA, and um, he actually has a store on Fairfax now. He like he bought like a theater, which is fucking sick. I saw that. I saw they've been doing like uh, horror movie premieres and stuff like that at it, and doing merch yeah. to go along with it. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, so this is right next to you know this is like the fashion street of LA. So like right, right next to it, there's you know fucking isn't that like, where diamond and supreme and that are yeah, yeah exactly yeah. like they're like neighbors and um you know and and this guy he's actually well informed he knows like everything about about blading history and current like he'll tell you current shit he'll be like oh this dude has this sick trick and it's kind of funny because he's more knowledgeable on blading than a lot of bladers or even people like having certain platforms like he knows like in the in and outs of everything and i and it's kind of interesting because i've never met him before but he's always kept an eye on skating because he used to do it when he was younger right you know so and then him just coming back into it he's like yo like you know he actually bought skates from john yeah because i've seen he's been doing like early morning sessions with john at like outdoor parks uh Sometimes I think it was maybe more like he's been at the Sunday brunches lately. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, and then he's doing a collab skate with them skates. If you saw, uh, I've I've seen a couple of like I've seen the the cuff and the sole plate with like, the different colors. Yeah. Yeah. So and he's gonna um, have the skate available like in his store on Fairfax next to all those other uh, you know companies, which is like really fucking insane but um i spoke to him and he actually told me he was like hey man you know you should really start doing more merch for too easy and just having stuff available and maybe you know reaching out and you know doing some different designs so you know when he told me that it really like kind of stuck and i was like you know in my mind i'm thinking yeah for 2021 i do want to focus on that and that's also what got you know bauer to to make those like i was more like adamant and like trying to figure something out with Bauer to get that made. So um, definitely for next year, I want to do that more. Definitely want to have more, you know, UK stuff happening and, and James, you know, hopefully can handle that. Um, I would definitely want to have some more stuff available in Europe. I want to try to have a base in Copenhagen as well. I just haven't got around to it and try to have someone like run something from there. Like maybe my buddy Christian Tolderloon will maybe maybe help me out with that uh, and really that's it dude like maybe yeah, i'm definitely going to do more collabs in the future uh, i really want to with the with the, some more brands but i do try to keep too easy a little bit open-ended but as far as like skates go like i'm only gonna collab with like them you know um at least for any future things but you know when it comes to like wills you know, i'd be definitely down to do another dead thing or you know, maybe something else. Uh, definitely open for that. And really, I guess that's that's really it. Or maybe do some more edits. 
hopefully with Alex. I did talk to Alex, so maybe we could, we'll do another thing at one point. I'm not really sure what. I mean, that guy is definitely a workhorse, so he's always down to, uh, to do something. Oh, but dude, dude, did you also see when when Alex was here? Uh, we were driving back to Santa Ana, and then like someone shot our window on the highway. Wait, what? Yeah, it was like on the stories for like a I couple see, hours, and then I'm sure I saw out. that on them or something. I saw. Or yeah, one of the I'm sure I saw it in one of the Instagram stories where you're all like you're all standing next to it and it's just in the background. But oh, was Julio not there? No, it was Julio's van. Right, that right. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. So like freeway shootings here are like kind of like a gang initiation, which is really fucking insane and stupid as fuck. Like you know, so it's, it's quite really, common. It's actually more common than you expect. Like. Uh, I don't know how it goes. I guess they just find, you know, a random car to just like shoot at while driving. And uh, yeah, luckily in this case, it wasn't like, you know, an actual like strong pistol. It was probably more on the case of like a high powered like BB gun that was still able to like, you know, penetrate a window. Right. Um, Especially, you know, we're on the highway, like, going fast dude. i was about to say the the combination of the, the gun versus the speed of the the vehicle is gonna yeah that's dangerous as fuck yeah because for for a second we didn't we were like what the f-? you know for a second we were confused like dude was that a rock and then alex actually saw the dude speed off and then i you know and we were like dude what the fuck just happened and it was crazy because i was sitting in the back seat and then like that shit popped like all over me. Like, I had glass like in my eyelids and then like, you know, I had like shards of glass stuck in my dreads and shit that were actually really fucking hard to get out if you can imagine. <laughs> and then- um, I, I cannot imagine what it would be like to get anything out of my hair for a very long time, <laughs> but yeah, okay. Yeah, but yeah, dude, I was kind of in shock because for a second, we were like, dude, maybe it was just a rock. And then, you know, it was at night and we were driving like kind of out in the hills. So there's not a lot of lights. And the light, you know, and, you know we, we drive on the right side of the road and we got shot from the passenger side of the following of a car driving on our left. So with the lights flashing on the right side of the highway, it was kind of hard to see the glass because it was dark out there. You know what yeah. I mean? So then when when, like when we kind of got more towards the light, I looked and I was like, dude, I kind of see a point of entry there, you know, because it was like right above my head. And then we started talking about it. And we were like, dude, like, I'm pretty sure the car just got shot. Like we kind of like to process what just happened because it was so quick. And then when I'm sitting there thinking about it, it's like, you know, I've heard gunshots before and there is like a pop. You know what I mean? Because, like, you heard the pop before the glass broke. So it was kind of like, like, oh, shit, like a realization of, like, what the fuck just happened. So in a way, like, you know, and, and not only that, like, that whole time making Alex's edit, like, within that, you know, week and a half or almost two weeks, there was actually, like, a bunch of crazy shit that I kind of forgot to mention, maybe. Um, that including, like, I almost got arrested for no reason, which was really fucking insane. Um, I just got done filming Alex, 
and we were kind of in a sketchy neighborhood and this dude came through and he was like uh i don't know asking darce and everybody like some kind of weird shit like asking them if they like guns and like <laughs> you know like kind of like some weird he was being you know and, and darce was like dude we got to get the fuck out of here yeah this so guy's he, this guy's weird to me out yeah yeah so we left from there and then i was going home and then it was actually my homegirl Kay. it was her birthday party um so we had like a really small party maybe there was like six people there you know and it was like you know a covid party so it's not a big one and there was you know limited people can be in you know space or whatever so you know it was her birthday and we were just like kind of chilling eating cake and whatnot and it was still kind of early in the night and then you know I sobered up and then I didn't go home until like 2.30. So I'm walking out the door and I'm uh, going home. And then I kind of see like a cop out in the distance. He's kind of like approaching. Like if I'm walking straight, he's coming from the street that is like intercepting. And he's kind of got like his lights on the dim and he's just like cruising slow. And I'm, you know, walking up to the car and I'm getting in it and I'm kind of like, I don't know if this guy, I don't, you know, I didn't really know if he was watching me or not. You know, I don't know what he's doing. I didn't really think about it either because I wasn't doing anything wrong. And I sat in the car and the dude sped around the parking lot I was parked in. And then he like blocked me in and he parked inside. And he gets out the car and he like took his gun out immediately. And I'm like looking in my rearview mirror like, dude, what the fuck? You know? And then he, uh, he comes up to the, the window. He's just like, you know, like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, going home, you know? And he's just like, where are you coming from? I'm like, oh, well, my, my friend's house. Like, I just went to like a little small party. He's just like, small party, huh? where's your friend's house? And I'm like, well, I don't know the address by heart. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you know, you Google Maps an address. Like, you don't know, like, oh, it's, you know, this, 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 or this. Like, in my mind, like, you know, and then he goes, yeah, yeah, your story's not adding up, buody. And I'm like, what story's, the fuck? Story's not adding up because you're scaring the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? So, like, you know, like, my mom always told me growing up, like, you know, just short, short answers with the cops, hands on the steering wheel if you're in the car. Don't make any fast movements. Like, the dude, I'm, like, looking at my left, like, his, definitely his gun is, like, out as he's at my window. And he's by himself which is tripping me out because when there's two cops, at least there's this, uh, potential you know, accountability for having, you know, a, a witness or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Something, but he's just like by himself and he's being like real agitated. And I'm kind of just sitting there like, dude, like this is kind of fucked up. And then he goes, all right, cut the shit, dude. Where's the crystal meth? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, what? <laughs> like, this conversation took a strange turn. I was like, yo, I was like, dude, you got the wrong dude. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. He was like, dude, I see it on your face, man. And I'm and then I'm tripping. I'm like, dude, do I look like a like a crystal meth user? I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, why like I was like, you know, I just got my hair cut and shit. Like, yeah, I I I definitely don't look fucked up, you know. And I'm just like, you're like, just got my haircut. I thought I was, I thought I was looking fresh. Thought I was looking good. And now you're telling me I look like I'm off my face on drugs. Cool. Man. Yeah. And in my mind, it's like I know for a fact if I were to tell him, like, dude, 
I was like shredded most of my life. And I like just started drinking like five years ago, maybe at this point as a 29 year old, you know what I mean? So in, in my mind, I, you know, I, I, I almost want to say that, but I don't, I know it don't, it won't, it won't go anywhere. Yeah. So basically. How did you just get out of this? Huh? How did you get out of this situation? Cause it sounds like it was going downhill fast. Dude. So, and then he just, he keeps pushing me. He goes, dude, if you just give it to me, you're not going to go to jail. You're going to be good. Just give it to me, dude. And I'm looking at it. I was like, dude, I was like, I definitely don't have any crystal meth, man. I was like, whoever you're looking for, you got the wrong guy. Or I don't know. It's not me. I definitely don't have anything. And he goes, all right, buddy, that's it. I'm tired of you. I'm tired of you lying. You know, as soon as I catch that shit, you like, you, you know, you're going to jail. Blah, blah, blah. So then. He goes, you you go, uh, you got ID on you on you, and I'm like, um, and I was like, yeah. And I still got my hands on a steering wheel. He opens my door. He like ragdolls me out of the car by my wrist, and like just fucking pulls me out, and like throws me on the car. Which, by the way, I have like, you know, a 1989 Volvo, which is like the most unsuspicious car of all time. Like <laughs> the, 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 the dad mobile. Yeah, you know when I think about it. And then he's this guy, I mean, he's like checking all my pockets and in my mind, I'm tripping. I was like, dude, I don't want this guy going through. Like, I really did not fucking trust this guy, like at all. Like I was getting gnarly vibes from him. I was like, yo, he's going to plant some shit on me. Like in my mind, you know, because I'm like, why is he fucking doing this? And then he pulls out like my, my, like my wallet, my phone, everything. And then he, th- then he brings me over to, uh, to his car. And as he's like, you know, he has me like with like my hands on the on the on the trunk. And he's like going through like the rest of my pile. Like, he's checking like the cuffs of my dickies, like everything. Checking like in between my dreads and shit. And then he goes, I, I don't know, maybe he saw like the sticker on my uh on my car. Cause like I have like a little a DK like Denmark sticker on my car. And he goes like somehow he brought it up and he like oddly changed the tone and the subject. He's like, oh what's that or something weird and i was just like oh yeah like it's denmark you know and i'm also like kind of freaking out i'm like so i'm just like yeah it's denmark it's like i lived there for a long time da, da, da. he goes you live in denmark i'm like yeah he's like yeah fucking right buddy i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure you never fucking been outside the country he's just like dude just like ripping me for no fucking reason and then he threw me in the back seat of the fucking vehicle he gets in, like my doors are like wide open and shit. And I'm like, yo, like what the fuck? And then he takes, like he has my ID. He's like, you ever been arrested before? And I'm like, never. Like I've never even gotten a speeding ticket, which is a, a fact. And I was like, never. And he goes, yeah, fucking right. And he looks at my name. Of course, I was never arrested. And he looks at my ID and he goes, this isn't you. And I was like, are you? Like, dude, at that point, I was like, I'm going to fucking jail for no reason. Like, he just decided that, like, that's not me. And I took someone's, like, wallet, basically. And I was like, are you just fucking insane? And then he goes and he does a full 30-minute, 45-minute search of my entire car looking for drugs. And, you know, the dude took my fisheye out of my camera, you know, threw my fisheye everywhere. Just fucked all my shit up. 
And obviously he found fucking nothing. I was tripping because I was like, dude, what if he finds like my wax? He thinks like my wax is crystal meth or something. Like yeah, just, just any reason. Yeah, you're like just any reason. What's this residue? And you're like, fuck. <laughs> I know he's just yeah. And then sure enough, he found nothing, which I was actually I thought he was about to plant some shit in my car because that, that would have been my my fear. I'd have had the paranoia, but like he's just gonna produce something from his pocket and say it's mine. Yeah, at that point, I really thought that was about to happen, and then I got out, or like he like he, he pulled me out the back seat or whatever, and he like you know undetained me, and then he goes, "You've been drinking tonight," and I was like hours ago, and then he tries to give me like a, a drunk test like he was trying to do anything to put me in fucking jail dude it was insane and then i literally i do like the little the little drunk shit and i and i passed and either way while i was doing it i was kind of like i didn't even start the car so to get a dui at least in california the, the keys have to be in the ignition you yeah. know so and that wasn't the case regardless by the way i like passed because you know, i'm not going to drive drunk like Personally, that's just, you know, I, I wouldn't do that shit. Um, so, you know, definitely wasn't drunk. And then dude just looks at me and he puts like the flashlights like on my eyes and he gets like on my face. You know what I mean? Like in some weird, like, I don't know what the fuck he was trying to do. And he goes, you're on something. I don't know what it is, but you're not operating this vehicle tonight. Walk back to your friend's house. And I was like, dude, this guy's insanely power tripping. Like, what the actual fuck? So I started like ghost walking to like 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 back to Kay and Joey Lunger. Like Joey Lunger, Kay, and my friend Keith all live in that house. Right. So I started walking back to the house. And as soon as he drove off, I just ran back to my car and I just like did take off. <laughs> I just I just went home. And then keep in mind. He had me in the car until like 3.30 in the morning or something stupid like that. So by the time I got here, my adrenaline was rushing and shit. And then at that point, you know, I had to meet up with Alex, <laughs> like, you know, in a couple of hours. So I had to go meet up with him. And I was like, dude, I may be fucking up today. You know, I did not sleep. And, and that was, you know, and then after just getting shot the day before, that was like a gnarly or that almost almost getting like you know fucking yeah. whatever happened with the car like just back to back like that was just fucking insane I'm, I'm starting to come under the impression that you may have the worst luck of any human being alive <laughs> <laughs> you get you get pistol whipped in a hotel robbery that has got nothing to do with you and the only reason you're there is because you forgot to get the wi-fi codes you managed to get harassed by a potentially racist or just mental police officer who had nothing better to do, which is kind of crazy in LA. You'd think he'd have other crimes to be investigating. And uh, within the same period of time, you get shot at in a car. That's that's a <laughs> lot. That's a lot. The, the funny part is, is there's like a lot more, but that'd be, that'd be a whole different podcast. But I think Quinny, Quinny actually coined it the best. He was just like, dude, you got fucking nine lives. <laughs> He's like, at this point, you, you're down to three. Like, yeah, dude, maybe even. I'm not even gonna give the number out, but I definitely don't want to speak that into existence. But, but yeah, dude, it's 
I got I definitely have been unlucky, but also just as lucky considering the circumstances. So well, you've you know, you've survived all of them, so that's that's the main thing. Yeah. yeah. But you know, every, everyone's got their uh, everyone's got some gnarly shit. I'm, I'm sure the same with you, dude. I'm sure everyone's got some gnarly shit. Especially in Scotland, dude. I, I know I saw a fucking uh uh a thing about like all of like like the, the knife issue in Glasgow. And um, it used to be a thing. It's not as much a thing anymore. Uh, Glasgow used to be called the murder capital of Europe. Yeah. That's fucked. But it's misleading because it's like, it's like saying there's a lot of like really hood areas in Glasgow in the East End where there's a lot of poverty and really low mortality rates. People just don't look after themselves. So they die really young due to poor diet or, you know, yet lack of money or whatever and that it's in areas like that where most of the knife crimes occur and it doesn't tend to happen as much in like the city center or so i have witnessed a lot of that kind of stuff but it's mainly been as a result of skating because we'll go to those areas because they've got the best spots but as a result of going to the the like rough areas then you see that stuff that if i didn't skate i'd probably never have witnessed so when when they do say those things and show those statistics, it it gives a very yeah, like skewed impression of what the city's like. But and it's a lot better now. It it doesn't happen as much. But now we've got gun crime on the rise in the city because there's a lot of drug gangs and they just like to murder each other at stoplights. So that's yeah. that's now a thing that happens. Yeah. Well. Actually, lastly, because I actually got to start getting ready to go to work myself. I was about to say, I've literally got five minutes left, so you, uh, you've got time for one more terrifying tale from your life. <laughs> uh, no, I actually have a, another question for you. I thought about this yesterday, but like I watched that movie, uh, What Lies Beneath. If you have you seen that one? I don't think so. It's like a, it's a it's a movie in Scotland with like Scarlett Johansson, and it's like fucking insane, dude. I, I can picture the yeah, I can picture like the front. I can picture the front cover of it, but I don't think I've ever watched it. Dude, it's like a, it's kind of a horror movie. It's kind of like a yeah. horror sci-fi. And it's like, and it's in Scotland. So every time I do think of Scotland, that movie does pop up. And if, yeah, you should definitely check that shit out, dude. It's really fucking, it's strange. It's, it's a, I can't even explain it if, if I wanted to, but it's basically just, she's like a body snatcher. Right. It's really fucking trippy. That's that's a random reference for an American to make about Scotland because a lot of my family live in the States and my dad worked in air traffic control. So we spent a lot of time in America when I was a kid. Like we'd we'd go there like three or four times a year to visit family. Um because you get like you get like free standby flights. So if there's empty seats, you can get on the plane. Mm. And whenever I went to the States, people would be like, oh, where are you from? And I'd be like, oh, Scotland. And they're like, oh, what state's that? And I'm like, oh, it's not, it's not a state. It's, it's, it's not in America. And they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, oh, it's, it's in Europe. And they're like, nope. And I'm like, UK? And they're like, nope. And I'm like, and then I go, Braveheart, Mel Gibson. And they're like, ah, I know what you're talking about. Right, the guys running about in skirts. And I'm like, yep, that's us. We're all just running about in skirts. <laughs> people actually, unfortunately, would think that. So yeah, everyone just thought I was this crazy guy, and they're like, "Why you not? Why you not wearing it now?" Or like, or I went to a university party at a campus, and they were like, "Oh, do you, this bear in mind, this was like 2003, 2002 maybe," and they were like, "Oh, do you guys have like the internet there yet?" And I'm like, "Yeah, 
like we we have electricity we have the internet like it's not like you don't you don't go to the uk and go oh back in time God. like so yeah <laughs> you, you get some interesting questions it depends where you go like a lot of my family live in uh live in the midwest and there's some there's some small small town not very intelligent people I've taken up an insane amount of your time today, so I want to say thank you very much for doing this. It only took us two days, so we've got <laughs> heaps of content to get through. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see the next project that you're working on. And yeah, keep up the stuff with Too Easy because it's it's amazing. James was telling me he's um, actually I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but he says like he's hoping to get hoodies done next. So yeah, exciting times. Yeah. Definitely, hell yeah, man! I appreciate it, dude. But Thanks a lot for your time today, and yeah, speak soon. Likewise, man. Right, catch you in a bit.